0: thedorkforest.bandcamp.com has probably 10 episodes that were done live They cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks. If you've run out of regular episodes, go over to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com and get some more. Other than that, I say this, let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am in my living room with a stand-up comic, host of her own podcast. We're going to do it right after this, uh, Rebecca Rush. Welcome to the program.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, let's, let's let let people know it's Re- at Rebecca Rush six three nine on Twitter and Instagram, and Rebecca Rush dot com. Uh, we'll hook it up, and then you uh, run a show here in Los Angeles at El Cid the first Tuesday of every month, called Vulnerability, and your podcast is called Comics Book Club, mm-hmm. uh, and it's I assume comedians who read.
1: Yeah, it's comedians talking about books or. And like comedians who are authors talking about a book they wrote. Oh, interesting! Wow. If I ever finish
0: uh, any number of just two main projects, I'm we're thinking about, but uh, neither one of them are anywhere. So, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll keep it in mind. How are you doing? I'm good. All right. Welcome to, to my home. To my Thank wardrobe. you. I'm gonna have a little ginger ale because my tummy's upset. Oh, that's too bad. It's a pity, uh, because I've got this uh, peasant body that hasn't given me any trouble for 50 years. And here we are. Anyway, talk to me briefly
1: about your dorkdom, which seems to be the hippie skippies. It is, 100%. (laughs) I got introduced to the whole, I don't even know what, it's such a wide area, like some spirituality, new age, all of that stuff in college. Uh, by a roommate, and I just got super, super into it.
0: Really? So it came in college, and then you were like, oh, yeah, this is something that I'm going to – because the thing is, is I believe in all of it, and I'm willing to make fun of all of it. So, um, But I love the idea because I was just thinking the other day, because you, you wrote down crystals as well. Mm-hmm. yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, maybe today, who knows what it was, I leaned over to a friend of mine, and I said, Hey, we keep sending stuff into space. Do you think we're going to need that stuff again? Like if we're throwing garbage out into space or we're satellites and gold and I'm like, isn't that, now it's gone, right? I mean, we if we put all of our garbage up in space, what if we wanted to recycle it and reuse it? Will the earth? I, I'm i not a scientist, right? So <laughs> So, but I love the idea that that, that we would treat the earth and the, and that they would have power and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I like the idea. Is read, that what draw, drew you into it? or I always have had a memory of a past life, like since I'm little. Oh. So the memory that I have had since I'm a little kid. How old? How
0: little? Like four, five? Yeah.
1: It's like okay. one of my first memories is I was in New York and I didn't grow up there and I'm going to be 38 tomorrow so we did not have happy birthday thank you google
0: or like image
1: like there was no way i could have had this knowledge right but i was in the 28th street subway station and i was standing while waiting for the train and i tripped and almost fell onto the tracks and somebody behind me pulled me like grabbed my coat and pulled me back and when i turned around nobody was there
0: and this was a this was a an image that you got like a like a little play in your mind mm-hmm. that when you were like four or five years old growing mm-hmm. up where in Connecticut in Connecticut so thirty four years ago yeah and it was not a clip from the movie Warriors not that
1: I'm aware of not that you're aware of interesting I was pretty sheltered like in terms of TV and stuff
0: I had uh. I have had a a past life idea, but they're always, that's interesting because you're not Cleopatra or anything. I mean, you're just, it's just a very basic, oh, I think in a previous life I lived in New York and used the subway system. Yeah. That, if there are, if there is reincarnation, that seems likely. Right. That doesn't, I mean, you're not reaching for the stars here. This seems, this seems like a real basic, okay, yeah. All right. I thought uh, for a while, and then granted, it was after I read a lot of books about the Civil War, (laughs) I was almost certain that I was a drummer boy.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't think the soul is really male or female. So I think that's like really realistic.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, and I never had a problem with it being a different gender. I have too many brothers to have any sort of investment in whether I'm supposed to be more girly. Um, I'm sure that some people who had lots of brothers did have an investment in that. And my in my upbringing, we were all pretty asexual, and uh, there was some decision that there was I'm pretty much sure that none of us were getting laid. It's my two oldest brothers, two or two of my brothers were getting laid, but um, not the hitchhiker.
1: No, no, Philly, you listening? Not, not even so in the not even in the circus. Not even in the circus. What he with (laughs) the town girls—the
0: story of the circus—he, you know, he didn't tell a story. The whole thing that hitchhiking episode. Yeah. He didn't talk about how he would leave. He would. He would occasionally he would get picked up by women, and years later he was like, I wonder if they wanted to have sex with me. (laughs) And he had told me that story, and I was trying to get him to tell it again when I told the story of when I picked up a guy, and he was like, Did you want to have sex? Because that. He literally was like, I think the women did want to have sex with me. I just never really he's been married. Uh he's he's not terrible with women. He's a nice man, of course. Um, but the um but he's not a player in any way, shape, or form. Filcation. No. Uh but the uh but he's always enjoyed uh, a, a hippie skippy lady. He likes a peasant blouse. That's what he likes to say. <laughs> like a lady in a peasant blouse. <laughs> So in college, so what did that manifest? Are you saging things? What's
1: happening? I, my roommate had this book called Love Cards by Robert Camp. Okay. And so like with astrology, there's like 12 signs and then there's the different rising and you have a moon sign and all this stuff going on. You have planets in different places. But this was every birthday has a card in the deck. Yeah. That it corresponds to. Okay. And it was just so like dead accurate. And it said that this card, I was a, I'm a seven of diamonds and like the nine of hearts were like karmic soul twins and when one of their lives would be going well, the other ones would be going bad. And I had a friend named Dina who was the nine of hearts and it was really like that with us. And Weird. And like over years, she'd be like, my life is going crappy and I'd be like, well, mine's going to go well soon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And this was just, it was essentially an adapted tarot deck or something? I don't even, it's like a, A book and then he has destiny cards and, like, different chunks of your life. And that is a little confusing. Right. But it also has – it's called love cards because it shows your connection with other cards. Mm -hmm. So when I got married in my early 20s, it said – my husband's card said something, like, that his life was going to, like, be really – like a big part of his life was this major divorce that was going to like change him and help him grow. And I just put that book away. <laughs> My ex-husband. <laughs>
0: <Right>. Your ex-husband. <laughs> and then, wow, well, you're like, well, this can't possibly be true. And then all of a sudden, how long were you married?
1: Not very long.
0: Okay. And did it
1: was, maybe he's still going to have that big, I mean, do you think he's changed? Fundamentally, I don't think or? so. Cause I Google him sometimes and he's still getting like rip off report reviews from clients
0: so maybe he hasn't had his big divorce yet
1: yeah maybe it'll be his wife that he has
0: now <laughs> right Ugh, what a terrible book it's like <laughs> so the book so the book got you into the stuff mm-hmm. but what does it what does it make you does it bring you to another book what does it do
1: so i got into that and then i found this like the only astrology book you'll ever need book my roommate was really into crystals and all this stuff and then i started like wanting to collect like crystal pendants and they just felt good. And there's this idea that when the material world has failed you, okay, you turn to the spiritual world. And so it's almost like I was looking for some sort of like guide to life or like,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's called hitting idea and, and finding God. And I mean, it can manifest in so many different ways. Like if, like if, if this, like where we're living, you're like, Oh, I cannot manage what is happening in front of me. There has to be a way to sort of turn it over to something, right? Yeah. And is that sort of what drew?
1: Well, I got really crazy with it for a while. Like this, I had this American Express card that I had a a limit that I shouldn't have had on, and I kept going to this crystal store. And I just thought, like, that was—it's that whole like I'm an alcoholic, right? So I'm like, this is going to fix me. Oh God! And I kept thinking this next crystal, or (laughs) I needed this, I needed all the stuff. And it got to the point where the owner of the shop was like, "I think you need to slow down." The <laughs> owner of the shop. Wow. And uh, so we got to find another
0: crystal shop. Gotta and gotta find another and another liquor store. Weird. Weird parallels. And uh, that is so. That's interesting. Because uh, what kind of
1: crystals were you buying? Like, just I wanted everything.
0: You wanted sort of one of
1: each so that you... Yeah, I wanted like I needed one in this shape and I needed this one and I needed...
0: What do the different uh, shapes mean?
1: They mean like... They mean things? Yeah. And there's so many different kinds of quartz crystals. There's like... I recently got a manifestor crystal that has like phantoms inside of it and I have like an angel wing quartz that's supposed to bring your spirit guides closer to you and it has like little wispies inside of it. Okay. There is a crystal mine,
0: uh, right by Andy's father's, uh, house. He has since passed, but his wife, his ex, his widow lives there. Um, not his mother would be his stepmother, uh, in Arkansas. And it is outside of hot springs right by this very beautiful, um, national forest. And it's a little town called Mount Ida. And, uh, and he lives, uh, or he, his house is on a road called Owley road, and it is a bunch of people as far as i could tell they're all rainbow people and they're all super they're they're for, with some group called the rainbows really yeah yeah they're really called rainbow people and they're just a bunch of old hippies from the 60s and 70s so they're in their 60s and 70s and um they are uh but they they live right by this crystal uh f- sort of mine and then and it's the only thing to do like when we would go and stay at his dad's house with with Cindy, um, every day I had to take a walk. Uh, I had to get out. I like to. I'm a person who likes to take a lap, and there's no lap if you're uh, you're just. I mean, I could have gone to a hike in the national forest, but I would have gotten lost. So, I essentially, if I get on the gravel road and I walk about three quarters of a mile, they take people crystal mining.
1: Whoa! It's a
0: destination that you might think about, but they have a store, a crystal store, which is why I have a row of rocks right there. Oh. Cause every time I'd go, I'd, f- I'd feel bad that I wasn't buying something. So I'd buy a rock. And then, um, they also had soda, which, uh, for some reason Cindy would have bought me soda and then I would have had soda, but I don't drink a lot of soda anymore. <laughs> so I was like, and I'll get a soda. So, but it was a good, it was a little exercise, you got to wave at people that were clearly hiding from something. <laughs> uh, most of Arkansas seems to be people not from Arkansas and living off the grid, or oh, at least interesting. on alley road, shall we say.
1: I had no idea.
0: Yeah, and uh, but there was those. So I have seen those the phantom r- the crystals because mm-hmm. it's a crystal mine, right? So it's the clear white crystals. Quartz. Quartz. That's it. Yeah. Crystal quartz. And, um, and sometimes they have little shadows in them and they're like, do you, it's like when you look up at the sky and you see a, um, a unicorn. Mm -hmm. What, uh, so you're like, oh, I see an angel's wing. I'm hoping that this will bring a spiritual thing next to me.
1: Yeah, man. That's really cool. I enjoy a hot springs.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I've been many times, and I've never gone to a Hot Springs, which is my fault. That's on me. Uh, Because Hot Springs is just 45 minutes away from Mount Ida. But we'd go to Mount Ida, and Mount Ida would make me laugh. Because Mount Ida is a tiny fucking town in the middle of Arkansas. And they have, like, uh, a privately owned kind of Dairy Queen.
1: Oh. They've
0: got a family dollar and a Dollar General, which have since been purchased by one person. They are now one thing. It's a family Dollar General. Okay, And, um... But I had a series of – they had the high school t- – they would sell the high school t-shirts at the dollar store. Oh. And so I had them for – and they were $5, so dollar general. Uh, so I had several of them for many years, and uh, it was lovely. Anyway, but um, – so what are the different – so if you see something in it, like if you, can, if you can
1: picture a wing, that might be an angel's wing, and then you can go, I'm in. Well, the angel phantom quartz has, it's a different color. It's like a mineral inclusion that's wispy in there. Mineral inclusion? Yeah. What does that mean? It's a different mineral that somehow is inside of the quartz. It looks all just like a wispy thing traveling through it, but it's like a different color. It's like a reddish orange. And that's
0: just, it's regular
1: quartz, but it's a reddish orange Kind of vibe to It's a to it. clear quartz, yeah, and then it has little wisps of reddish orange, like floating in it. Oh, cool! And how? It's like a Jello mold. How big? How big are they? I mean, they're. It's like how much money do you want to spend?
0: Oh yeah, you know what? In the in the quartz in, in, the, <laughs> in the in the in the rock store, they had. Uh, it it, it kind of reminded me of a geode. You know, when you split a geode open, you can you get two. Uh, sometimes there's. Crystals inside a geode, mm-hmm. and this was man-sized, like a man-sized safe. Whoa! But it was a man-sized, and it was all amethyst.
1: Yeah, those are expensive.
0: Oh yeah, it was a uh, fifteen grand or something like that. It was it was uh, prohibitively expensive.
1: It's probably a also, good price, like comparatively.
0: Right, because out in the middle of nowhere, but they didn't har- they didn't harvest those. They 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 brought in extra. When I first moved to Los Angeles, my friend Sally Ann Farrar, who loved a rock like nobody's business, <laughs> worked at my last day job in Minneapolis, Northern Sun Merchandising, she would occasionally come into, the, come into work and show me a new rock that she had just gotten. And it was a variety of rocks. It wasn't all crystals. And, um, and I would always say, hello and welcome to Rock Talk with Sally Ann Farrar. <laughs> and uh, I should have her on the Dork us the next time I'm home. Yeah, sounds but like she, a good idea. She did. She sent me with this rock right here, and she said it was a rock for success. Is that a tiger's eye? Uh, I don't. I thought it was ammonite. Ammonite. Oh, ammonite. Yeah, that's a real rock. That's a rock, right? Yeah, that's a thing. That's cool. She said it was a rock for success, and uh, and I've had that rock for twenty-one years. Wow! <laughs> and uh, it was clearly put through a rock tumbler because it is very smooth. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's a good-looking rock, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're doing okay. I'm doing all right. Well, yeah, and and you too, Rangers. Get yourself a rock. Twenty-one years later, things are going good. So uh, things are good. And then uh, I uh, I like to. This is a this is an amethyst. Yeah, I enjoy that shape very much. you like it's a pointy. It's a it's like a tower. Hmm. It has it a rounded something? end. Then yeah. Is it called anything
1: special? Like, what do you know about my rocks? Is what I'm saying here. Well, this is an amethyst, and it has. Little bits of phantoms in it because it has the rounded end. This is like used for like directing energy. And amethyst is good for addiction, actually. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. And uh, and sleep. So I keep all my purple crystals by my bed. Oh, really?
0: Mm-hmm. I read a romance novel once that said that
1: amethyst was a, a rock for intelligence. Interesting. Yeah, they all have so many qualities.
0: Right. It's uh, it's interesting because they're um, I've 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 put a rock underneath. There it is. Um, This is a rock, but it's uh, it's essentially it's petrified wood.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Yeah. I don't know if it has any purpose besides looking cool. Petrified wood has its own classification in like the crystal books and stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It has its own qualities. So I have this book called... Love is in the Earth, a Kaleidoscope of Crystals by a lady named Melody. Awesome. And it's quite thick. And she doesn't look at the camera, which I used to think is like really spiritual people would do that so you couldn't steal their soul. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I might have made that up. How and 17th century I think of that you. might be like from an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> but so Love she, is in the Earth. Uh, yeah, she doesn't have her last name. She's real mysterious. And so her picture's on it, but she's not looking at the camera. She's not looking. Where she's just looking
0: off? She's looking down. She's looking down. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably at her crystals. Chin up. Chin up, lady. Come on. (laughs) You gotta face the world here. (laughs) And so I
1: wanted I want her to to look into the future. should have brought it so it's it's thick. But it has like the astrological sign each crystal is associated with and then the number that it vibrates to. Okay, And then what it's helpful for metaphysically and emotionally, but also like what making an elixir is helpful for in terms of like the physical body.
0: Wait, are you shaving parts of this rock into, into soda or something? No, you just
1: put it in water. Oh, and, in few, and sort of like... It just takes on the vibration or the qualities.
0: I was told that I could recharge some of my crystals right there in the sun.
1: Yes. And also sea salt is good. Oh, yeah? What I do is I put them all in a bowl, and I pour some sea salt, and I put it in the light of a fuller new moon. Oh, when is the new moon? The new moon... You keep track of it? Yeah, there's a Virgo new moon this week. It was either just happened on Friday, or it's this Friday. Okay. And... Um, and the new moon is like beginnings. Okay, makes sense. And the new moon, the energy of the new moon happens after, the 10 days after the moon... But the full moon is like things coming to fruition and conclusion. Sure. And the energy of the full moon is strongest before its fullest. So yep. like the couple days before.
0: Have you ever read a Louise Hay book called You Can Heal Your Life? Oh, yeah. Because uh, she, what I like about, she, it's a book of affirmations, right? hmm And um, a friend of mine gave it to me when I was, For some reason, and this was many years ago, I was very negative. It was a a negative day. And I'm usually pretty positive. And she was like, you got to read this book. I just read this book. And she's even more negative than I am. She's much more positive because I think of that book. And that book, it's one of those, you know, like with a lot of self-help books, essentially they're just telling you the thing. That you know you should be doing, but you Mm -hmm. need to be told a hundred times. So you read it in a book and you're like, oh, it's telling me to do that thing again. And in Louise Hayes' book, she has this thing where you should do an affirmation 400 times a day for one month. I love and approve of myself. And you say it 400 times a day. And I did it for one month. I've talked about it kind of incessantly. I've talked about it on the Jackie and Lori show. I've talked about it here off and on. But it kind of changed my life because if you say, I love and approve of myself 400 times a day, you will begin to notice when your brain automatically goes to, I don't love and approve of myself. Totally. And you're like, and so every time I, one of those negative thoughts would come in, I would rattle off 10 affirmations. And then at the nearing, nearing the end of the day, if I had not yet reached 400,
1: I would have to do the rest of them.
0: But I did it for a full month.
1: That's amazing.
0: And it kind of changed my life. Yeah. Just because it made me more aware of when that the negative thoughts would come in,
1: yeah, because it changes your vibration. It was I don't know, I don't know what the vibration is. What's the vibration? It's like everything is energy, right? Right. And there's like an energetic. This guy, this science guy, created this energetic scale, and it starts with like the emotions, like shame, is like at the very, very bottom. That vibrates at like ten, and then it moves up and up. And, Like, say, acceptance is around 350, and that's the vibration pot vibrates at, which makes sense, right? Because people smoke pot and they're like, Oh, everything's okay, okay, but they're also like, Everything's okay when maybe it isn't, okay, and you should maybe be right. doing some. But 700, under, what's that? What does it go like, to? It goes to 800, and that's oh, it like does. enlightenment. So, but like, peace, which it I also have learned, feels like a
0: credit score.
1: <laughs> 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 what I have learned giving up like marijuana maintenance, which I struggle with for a long time, is that like there are these higher emotions that I could never access before. Like peace, joy, love, true contentment, all that stuff is above 350.
0: Okay. Because you were sort of self-medicating it mm-hmm. and you were content, you were sort of in a, in, in sort of a stasis, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what I mean, That that's what I think to some extent we're just like, well, Like, like cause a lot of, um, uh, people I know are on meds, right? Uh, psych meds to get them sort of calmer. Mm -hmm. And one of the major complaints that I get from these various friends who, who do it is that sometimes it's hard to feel anything, Yeah, you know? And that's where, that's what you, I mean, you want, I mean, people are always just like talking about how they're supposed to be happy all the time and you're like, hmm. Nope. Uh, if you're happy all the time, something is also wrong because you're supposed to have the full gamut of emotions, right? Yeah. You're just supposed to be able to deal with them as they come at you, right? So if you're super sad, you get to be sad, but you have to process them and then, and then, and figure out how to how to live with that until that's, and because the sadness will pass, right?
1: Yeah, that's the thing about emotions that I've learned. It's been like the last couple of years, I've been like at a higher level of spiritual – not like kind of the craziness of my late teens and early 20s when I was just like, ah, give me all the crystals. (laughs) But doing like mirror work, inner child work, and then Eckhart Tolle – Or totally, I never say anything right because I read more than I talk, which is Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it either, but I've heard of it. So he talks about the emotional pain body. Mm -hmm. And I learned through that and through like Abraham Hicks, which is a group of spirits that are channeled through Esther Hicks, that like when you're in, and I've experienced it for myself. So like all my spiritual beliefs, I've tried out and experienced and they feel right and they make sense and they worked for me. Okay. Which is so much more tangible to me than religion. Right. Right. And um so like the pain, I used to have these emotions and I'd feel like they were going to kill me and then I would just go relapse on booze and drugs. Okay. And when I can like allow the emotion to flow through me and get like curious about it, which meditation helps you become that observer of your own thoughts and of your own like okay. separate from like, I, like the whole I am not my thoughts, like I am not this emotion, so, like so you are you the would sky, get, everything else is just the weather. So you
0: would get worried or something
1: and then you would be like, this is going to kill me. Yeah, I would get like a panic and I would just feel like, because be, I'd be fighting the emotion okay. and all this energy would go into fighting the emotion. And then I remember once I had like a really upsetting experience and I took this time, I was in a cab and I literally run away from someone that was scaring me. And I was like, where do I feel this? And then I thought about the chakras and I'm like, oh, I feel it in my stomach. That's like personal power. Like I feel it in my heart. That's like, you know, like pain and that kind of, and I was allowing it to flow through me, and that has been, like, everything. Because if I can let it, if I'm fighting it, it's going to stay here where I'm fighting it, and it's, like, trying to get in, and I'm fighting it, and it won't go away. Okay. But if you can, like, allow it to flow through you, right. it passes through you. Okay. Like, Rumi, the poet, says, like, you know, like, let that every emotion is, like, a guest, and you're just a guest house, and you just, like, invite it all in. And yeah. even some, like, mean – Thing can like clear you out for the next thing.
0: Yeah, it's um. You know, I've I haven't heard it explained like that, but I like I like that because what I I've always thought of it. I was just like, well, I'm gonna have all the emotions, and if I'm not, if I'm going to keep living, a, and not die, I just snorted. Uh, if uh, <laughs> and if I'm also going to not um try to, uh, just sort of like one of the things that I would do is to check out would be to read, right? And I would just reread and read and read and reread. And then I would, I know where the story's going. I don't have to, I don't have to sweat my life. I'm, I'm just going to be in this book. Right. But, and that's me not living outside of that book. So if, if I'm going to sit in the negative emotions that sometimes, or if they're negative, right, if I'm going to sit in every emotion that I'm given, you know, because even sometimes when things are going too well, I panic. Oh yeah. Because I I'm like, well, it. I first of all, I'm af- I'm afraid it's going to end. Yeah. And I won't know when it's going to end, and how bad will it? End? I mean, I literally living in this crazy what if land, and then but it and then if I'm scared, like this morning I was wandering around and somebody wanted to hug me. I was and I was like, not today, not today. I can't be hugged today. You know, it was like, it was after a show or something. I was like, you can't, you actually can't touch me today. And they were like, Oh, I'm so, so, and kind of got kind of like offended. And I was like, it it genuinely has nothing to do with you. (laughs) It literally has, if you touch me, that will literally make my skin crawl. It And it's not you, it's everybody. So, um, it's, but yeah. I've digressed into some other world. I don't know. So, but the Louise Hay thing, she does a lot of affirmations Mm -hmm. and she does a lot of that body stuff. And it feels like, you know how they say like old wives tales Mm -hmm. are, make sense because they're just like, oh, your shoulders hurt. Well, maybe you have a little too much responsibility. Yeah. And that's a Louise Hay kind of thing where she's like, oh, do your feet hurt? Where don't you want to go? and it's and it goes like that for you know if your joints hurt your flexibility there's a problem with your flexibility totally and it's and it it just goes down and there's lists of affirmations on the back of the book what that you're supposed to do when you're in a situation right and like i right now have a stomach ache what can i stomach rebecca rush what can't i stomach success possibly because it's really going well <laughs> i know i know and, you've been uh, so
1: busy and things are like really blowing up maybe it's just like who's gonna pull the rug out from under me
0: maybe or like who's who, like who knows what uh, what i can't
1: you could have just eaten something
0: well except for it's been happening for like two weeks off and on oh. i think it might be we don't know we don't know this is this is literally this has never broken down previously so i've got two weeks of like probably four or five times and i've literally had to cancel things Oh, no. Right. I almost canceled this because my stomach hurts so bad. Oh, I'm sorry that your yeah, stomach hurts. But it's better now than it was. Uh, like, like I just sort of got over the hump. It was fine. Yeah, uh, I get that. Yeah. So, uh, you do
1: acupuncture, right? I do. I do. Do you do acupuncture? I went to your acupuncture lady and they, they oh, said- Oh, the older Chinese lady? Yeah. They said it was like a $200 consulting fee and I kind of freaked out. Right, because uh, right. Well, yeah. I have like a I see us. I talk to my psychic every month. I have so many freak. I my stupid eyelashes. I'm like ah, another thing.
0: Right, right. That would have been a um yeah that would have been a one off, um because it isn't always. It was two hundred dollars. I remember that f- the first time I went to her and it was two hundred dollars. And I was like, well, what am I gonna do with the where how am I is it gonna be
1: like this all the time? It isn't. It isn't like that. Yeah, no, I just wasn't prepared. I did. Uh, I used to clean the office for a friend of mine who was an acupuncturist, and he would give me free treatments for a while, and I really needed them. Mm-hmm. I think I had like four or five months uh, off drinking, and his dad's an addict, and so that whole like, let me save you, mm-hmm. can't save my dad. But he reached out and he was like, congratulations, you know, do you want to come in for a free treatment? And he would get like really aggressive because he could. I wasn't paying. Once he said he was, <laughs> <laughs> he oh. said he was like that. I had a like ghosts and he had like he like stabbed my feet with like an exacto blade right next to my toes to like release them but it was really wild because the windows were closed but when he did it like the window like shuttered, like air was going out and it was closed (laughs) and I was like what the and I would always feel so good after oh there you go like give up
0: the ghost I guess give up the ghost and here's the other thing about some sometimes uh, I just need the attention yeah (laughs) <laughs> I literally find myself, I'll go to like my chiropractor or my acupuncturist or my rolfer or my, um, or I, I used to get my cards read more often when I used to hang out with Rontowski more, uh, cause she reads cards. She reads uh tarot cards, Karen Rontowski. Yes. And, um, but she would sometimes, I, I remember this had to be 15 years ago. She was like, Hey, I'm going to the psychic guy to get my cards read. Do you want to come? And I was like, how much is it? And she was like, "It's fifteen dollars and I was like, "I have fifteen dollars let's do this and uh and I, sometimes I didn't have fifteen dollars, but when i did uh and she was like, Do you want to go with it would be fun it was always uh it was always interesting. I remember and I think it was in the late ninety like ninety nine or right when i moved, i moved here in ninety seven ninety six mm-hmm. and uh I went to a car- a card reader when I dropped one of the i was babysitting and I had to drop the kid off at her acting class and then wait for her. And then she would come back up and I would drive her home. So I walked down the hill. She was at some, some Agoura Hills, uh, fancy place where they taught people how to act. And then I went down and there was sort of a weird hippie strip mall that had, and it was a, there was like a psychic eye kind of place. And I was like, do you do tarot readings? And, uh, (laughs) the woman was like, yes. And she gave me a tape of it, a cassette tape. Oh, nice. That it was in my, in my car. For probably four years, I, I wore it out. Because so I was like, What else is happening? What does she think? And at one point she was talking about how I would uh, meet a nice fella. She was like, What do you want to ask? And I was like, mm, I'm, I'm doing online dating. So it had to be like ninety-eight or ninety-nine. And uh because I, I said I was doing online dating, and she said, Okay, so let's see if there's love in your future. And she dealt out the cards and she was like <laughs> there was this hilarious pause, and she goes, There is. It's gonna be great. And then I was like, really? (laughs) And she said, yeah. And uh, then there was this pause. She goes, this is a very slow card. I am so sorry. This is not going to happen overnight. (laughs) And she's like, just keep plugging along because this, and I know it sounds dumb, but this card means that it's not going to happen immediately, but it will eventually if you keep trying. And uh, anyone could have told me that. Right? Yeah. But she had a nice deck of cards with some real pretty pictures on it. And then she told me that. And it didn't hurt. It's just a nice pep talk, right? $20 pep talk. That's what sometimes I think this stuff is, you know?
1: Yeah, I had a a dark period in New York where I was calling the intuitive that I work with so often. Like, there was no future to be read. (laughs) <laughs> at that point, and she was right. even she was calling it emotional coaching at that point. Right, I was calling her like every two weeks, but every time I'm like, "Oh, Mary doesn't. She's wrong about this. Like, it'll happen just at a different timeline because mm-hmm. like the timelines are always shifting." And she always says it's harder to read a conscious person than like somebody who's just going to like ha- live a life and they're not going to keep spiritually evolving. It's easier to like predict what they're going to do because they're not going to keep changing. Oh, timeline! Tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So then there's a whole idea that there's like, I recently learned about reality transurfing. What is that? Which is like an up, uh, like so you take the law of attraction and you kind of be like, but we don't have to create our own reality because the reality that you would prefer to be in already exists, mm-hmm. and you just have to get there, oh. become in vibrational alignment to it.
0: A little lateral move.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you just reality trans serve to the parent. So like the reality in which the you that has the things that you prefer is already there and then you just bring your consciousness there.
0: Interesting. See, because all of these things are very encouraging and very, I think they're lovely, but they all have parallels from what my stepmother told me as a child. Really? Yes. Because she was, she was the kind of person who would be like, all of your actions have consequences. Mm-hmm. And if you want different consequences, change your actions. And so if you want to get to the good place, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, um, everyone, and that was actually in a, in a Boujol book too as well, but, but, and put that way, what that I just said more succinctly, <clears throat> pardon me, but she, um, but there's, there's this whole idea that we, cause the law of attraction in my opinion uh just sort of encourages you to be optimistic totally and it encourages you because oftentimes we're naturally melancholy right yeah. and we're sad sack about it we're we're like well it may not work then what and uh well it may not work but like people will sometimes say i want to i want to do stand up but i don't, you know i think i'm too old and i'm like well you're just going to get older just fucking do the thing you want to do and I mean, and my father has always been a huge fan of that as well. He's just like, well, you might as well try because I'm going to make fun of you either way. Uh-huh. And you're like, dude, uh, that actually is not encouraging. And he's like, yeah, but let's say you make it. And I'll be like, hey, big shot, why don't you give me 50 bucks? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, but if you don't make it, I'll be like, well, you should have tried, shouldn't you? And he said, so I'm going to make funny either way. So literally do whatever you want to do. And he's like, just try who
1: cares? And he's right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I guess nobody else really cares if you fail except you.
0: No. No. And and if you're getting guff from somebody who does care that you failed, that's a bad. That that's that's just a bummer. Yeah, it's about them, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Try not to hang out with that. <laughs> that buzzkill. You're just like it's like whenever people move to Los Angeles from Minneapolis, a Minneapolis comic, and then they move back to Minneapolis, a couple of them told me that they got guff. From comics saying, Well, I guess you didn't make it. And you're like, Hey, did you try? You yeah. know. To have tried and have not made it, certainly more effort than not trying at all. Just sit on your ass. That's true. And uh and and who knows what make I was just talking to Chris Titus. Uh he was on the uh, show right before this mm-hmm. that I just recorded. His Dorkdom was Prince. Oh, interesting. That's a musician. Yeah. And uh So, but he was talking about trying and, 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 and what he wants, you know, the, the power of art and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And how you could actually, I guess Prince said at one point that he tried to do every show the best he could, because you never know if it was someone seeing him for the first time and that he could change, you know, he could actually affect their lives in a good way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. It felt pretty cool. Yeah, that was like another thing in this book I read recently for my podcast uh, called Tufty the Priestess, and they talked about <laughs> what's
0: Tufty the priest is. It it's a like a fiction? channeled
1: book by Vadim Zeeland, who's like the father of reality transurfing. I had just okay. read on, and she was she knew all this stuff. It was fascinating. Um, but they talk about how like you can they kind of made it the analogy of a movie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you can say, like, I want these things and, like, change the real, but you can't control the script. So you don't know how it's going to play out. You can just say, like, I want to achieve this. But there's no, like, plot holes in the oh. movie of your life. So some things might have to fall apart. Some, like, other things. So I did this two-cup method, which is where you, like, write thing, your current reality on one cup, fill it with water, and then write the timeline you'd prefer to be on on the other cup. And you look at the first cup, and you look at the water, and you feel what you don't have, and then you pour it into the other cup, and you drink the water. Okay. And like that very day, I went to this kava bar, and I'd been wasting so much time and money, and like, what's a kava bar? Kava kava is this root from Fiji okay. that they sell and market to people in sobriety, but it's a real gray area. Is oh, it
0: like kombucha or something?
1: It's no, it, like, a relax- No, but it's a root, but it, like, it's a muscle relaxer kind of. And they're like, oh, it's just like not stronger than coffee, but the opposite. So it's like real. <laughs> it's a real gray and area. My sponsor said it was okay. <laughs> but- and they had an open mic. And I'm so afraid of like, I know I'm not the same person I was when I was drinking, but it's like, I don't have any problems with people in LA. And it's like, that's so nice. Yeah. But I'm af- so afraid of like... But it also means I don't have a lot of connections because I'm afraid to put myself out there. Okay. And so I was going out. How this long
0: have you been sober?
1: Over eight months. the longest I've ever had Okay, like 12. Wow. All right. And I did all the steps. All right. So I've been going down there and being like, these are my real friends, these Kava people. Uh-huh. And they had an open mic. They let me do 10 minutes. I never thought to myself, why do no other comics come here? And then... One night, I was I was telling the story of the second time I went to the psych ward, and the owner came and turned the mic down. And that was the same day I did the two cup method. And then he told me it wasn't okay to tell Jewish jokes in my story; that it should have been conscious and uplifting. I'm like, well, it was about the psych ward, and I'm cool with it, and I'm okay now, and I think that's pretty uplifting, right? You know, that I'm not still dead or crazy. You know, right. like I was like, I've managed, and he's like, well, it's not cool to make a Jewish joke; that's the same as assaulting a japanese person on the street and he was just so absurd right well how did the japanese get involved i'm sure there was a japanese person going what did i do and i was like i'm jewish and he's like well you could be lying about being jewish which is like historically really (laughs) benefited people to do and it was so insane and absurd but it gave me this opportunity to be like i don't agree with you And I'm going to leave now. And as I was driving away, I'm like, you just got let out of jail of the Kava Bar. Mm -hmm. I was taking shows in the OC so I could be near the Kava Bar. Oh, yeah. Like, it was starting to really become – and on my cup, I was like, I want to be more of a part of the L.A. comedy community. And then all of a sudden, like, I only had, – You're no longer part of the OC comedy community or at least that tiny block of it. Kava Bar place. And I haven't been back. And I've been, like, going out. And all of a sudden, I'm, like, meeting people and getting more shows. And it just happened, like – had to fall apart. Yeah. And I don't know how, I don't know. And it was like one of my most vulnerable stories. Yeah. So if anything less wouldn't have kept me away from there, but I'm like, I am really Jewish. I'm not giving you another penny.
0: (laughs) Bam. And uh, yeah, the, the interesting thing about you. So this is a journey like you've been, you've been doing this since college, right? You've been looking for the spiritual connection Mm -hmm. and all of these different um, books and crystals and and powders and I did it myself for a long time. Just rattle the bones, look at the moon, hope that I would find just a little peace of mind. Yeah, you know, and just a way that we can just live day to day with our with our real lives and try to make some connection with other people. I recommend starting a podcast. I think that's it's a real shrewd idea and. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it is, sometimes it feels like just as compulsive as anything else, right? Yeah, totally. And when, like I know, like I I had Mike Kaplan on uh, The Dork Forest here, and he wanted to discuss uh, doing ayahuasca a lot. Oh yeah, he's really into that. He's genuinely into it, and he loves it, and he was telling me that he doesn't think that it would affect, because the thing is, is I am an, an addictive person too. And I like, uh, to check the fuck out. And so when he was telling me about ayahuasca, he was like, this wouldn't affect, you know, you wouldn't become addicted to this. And it says the guy who does it twice a month. And, um, and I was like, well, just the idea of checking out for four hours and maybe getting to meet a red dragon. Um, yeah, that. I think I, I'm addicted to the idea of it already. So doing it would be a terrible idea.
1: <laughs> uh, not to speak out of school, but I know someone who's on the spectrum. I don't know if exactly, but in, if we're, you know, whatever about him specifically, but it just, and the thing about hallucinogens and specifically ayahuasca is it makes you feel connected to people. Yeah. And so people that like live on that, on the autism spectrum really enjoy those things because it, circumvents their normal and makes them feel connected in a way that they can't normally.
0: Right, right. I, uh, I have some problem with connection myself, so hence the appeal.
1: Totally. Right?
0: You're just like, I would like.
1: One of my girlfriends called it a soul retrieval, and I was, she's like, want to go do a soul retrieval in Peru? And I was like, yeah, I want to retrieve my soul. Like, why is it in Peru? <laughs> It's, I mean, it's everywhere. It's just making it like, you know, it makes it fancy feeling. It's
0: one of the gateways. It's right there in Peru. It's uh, oh, good. Is there going to be tamales? What's going to happen? And uh, (laughs) they have the nice banana leaf tamale down there. And uh, I don't know if you've
1: been. Have you been to Peru? No. Have you done much travel? Yeah. I mean, not a ton, but the last couple of years I've been more stable. My life has been more stable, so I've been able to travel a little more. Yeah. We're we're, Thailand. Okay, Costa Rica, Bali, just real white girl on a spiritual question. <laughs> Excellent. Have you thought about Tibet?
0: <laughs> no, but that's a great idea. Yeah, it's real nice, isn't you can, it? Like
1: wintry well, and climbing, and like people die on the mountain. If that's you don't what have I think to, of when I think of you, Tibet. don't have to. There's a lot of
0: navel gazing. So uh, you can also uh, just go think about uh, think about your life in a in another place. You could also do it in North Hollywood. I'm not saying that's There's, true. There's a, there's an option over in Koreatown where you could just have an apartment and then just sort of live in it. <laughs> I'm going to Italy and Greece on Monday. On this Monday? hmm You will be in Italy. Will you be in Italy and Greece when this drops? hmm I'm with Rebecca Rush, by the way. Everyone uh, should listen to Comics Book Club and uh, go, go to your show, Vulnerability, the first Tuesday of the month at El Cid. And see how I did that? That was pretty seamless. Did you feel that? Did you feel the seamlessness of it all? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the, uh, so you're going to Italy and Greece, uh, for like a couple of weeks uh-huh. or
1: what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Well, look, I'm sober and I'm by myself so I can cover some ground. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to make, uh, I went drunk, uh, uh,
0: but, uh, single and I covered some real ground, forgot to bring a let's go. So at every youth hostel, I was just like, what are you guys doing today? And, uh. <laughs> That's how I found the David,
1: and uh, in Florence. Have you been to Italy before? Or? No. Okay. Where are you going? I'm going. I'm flying into Milan. I'm taking a train to Rome. I'm there for two nights. Train to Naples, ferry to Capri, as they call it. Okay. Uh, Capri, and then ferry to Sorrento. Two nights in Sorrento. Uh, flight Italy. to Athens. Flight to Athens. No, not flight. Flight to Brindisi, or oh, take a ferry. No, I am taking it. Wait, hold on. Let me back up. Sorrento to Santorini. There it is. Okay. Ferry to Hania in Crete, because my psychic told me to go to Crete. All right. <laughs> it would be very Crete. special. I'll be there for three nights. <laughs> All right. Because her opinion weighs a lot to me. It's the longest I'll be anywhere. <laughs> Flight to Athens. There it is. Two nights in Athens, back to L.A. Oh, okay. Flying home from, from Athens. hmm I,
0: um, I took the train. From London to Florence, (laughs) and then (laughs) Florence to, oh, then we got in a car. It was really dumb. I ended up uh, traveling with this woman from Mexico who was like, hey, there's this guy. And I was like, I have a free train ticket. Why would I? And she's like, just come. And I'm like, okay. And then we went to Rome. I wanted to go to Naples. And uh, and I wanted to, so we go to Rome and I wanted to see the Colosseum. We saw the Vatican. In other news, uh, I have to go back to Rome. And I'd still like to go to Naples. But um I'm gonna be in, in France. We're oh, going hell to yeah. we're going to France for two weeks, uh the first two weeks of October. That's very exciting. For our anniversary.
1: Oh. And then here's this rock. What yeah, about that's this a rock. Calcite. Is it? Yeah, I believe I th- so. I, I believe- call it a soap rock. I can see why you would this <laughs> is a Because it kinda one. looks like soap. This is like solar plexus stuff. So like oh. Self Worth and Oh, and yeah, your stomach. And, and I got a stomachache. I could put it in your ginger ale. Um, right. It's a yellow or a honey calcite, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, sure I'm not. It's, <laughs> I, love I to to Talk
0: with Rebecca. Rush. This is left today, I could be wrong. I'm like, but I'm not wrong. But I'm not. This is the one. This is it. And then I like rose quartz a fair amount.
1: Yeah. And I love that that one's in a heart. I have a rose quartz in my pocket right now. You're carrying a little rose quartz with you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I carry this guy around with me. Yeah. We're rock buddies. That's true. Last (laughs) night I lost a stone... You lost one. An orange stone. I, well, I dropped it when I was at a, speaking at a rehab in the Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're in the hills. It just kept tumbling down. <laughs> right. There's nowhere to park. But that rock's still going. Holy it was smokes. just still rolling. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right. Well, sometimes crystals need, somebody else needed it more than me.
0: I have done a rehab in Malibu one time.
1: Ooh. And
0: I said, nice. do 45 minutes. And they're like, but you're it's a free dinner. And it's right there on the ocean. And I was like. Well, I don't want to do it. What's happening? And so I get there. and But you don't say, you know, you're like, well, I hope it all works out. And so I show up and um, the guy, the best part of the whole gig was that there was a dog and you were standing on a floor in front of people that had paid. I found out uh, during the show, since the guy who introduced me, uh, and said that it was $300,000 for the week, for the month rather. Wow. It was a a 28 day thing or a three month. It might have been three months for 300 grand, but whatever it was, it was 300 grand for each of those people who have been there. And they were paying me $75. And that felt harsh. And dinner was tacos. So, and not good tacos, just. Nancy Cation tacos, my uh, stepmother. Uh so Wisconsin tacos. Not oh great. my gosh. Yeah. Do I have time to pee quickly? I'm sorry, I can't really pee pee. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'll put it on pause. We got one more minute, actually. Oh, so of Essentially we're just sorry gonna... Oh no, we can't go. Please excellent. So what would you so we're we're at, we're pretty much at at a yeah, we're well, actually we're not. we we have ten more minutes. Son of a bitch. I'm Hilarious. So excited. Good for me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So like what books would you recommend people try or or what would you recommend if people wanted to
1: start getting into this stuff? I really like the Celestine Prophecy. Is that fiction, nonfiction? What is that? It's a, it's like a parable and he takes these ideas, these spiritual ideas, but he puts it through this story and it's like, but I will advise against like when I first read it, I was 19 and I would drive around trying to let my intuition guide me and then I would just pull over and be like, I feel like I'm supposed to talk to you, to strangers and that,
0: and then (laughs) you lived and then you
1: were not, you were not killed. Congratulations. But Um, I enjoy that book. I really like Tara Brock. Who's that? She is uh, Eddie Pepitone actually recommended her to me. He said she is one serene bitch. Okay. She has a podcast. um, What's it called? I don't even know. I think it's just Tar. Just Tara Brock. B R A C H. And she gives these talks, and uh, she has... It's
0: just her talking on a podcast? Just solo?
1: Yeah, giving a talk to, like, a room full of people. Oh, okay. Oh, so they're lectures. Yes. Nice. Lectures. And her name is Tara Brock? Tara Brock. I'm a big fan of her. She's, like... She has this book called Radical Acceptance, Living Your Life with the Heart of a Buddha. Okay. That I very much enjoy. I like Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. That's about creativity.
0: Karen Rontowski gave me uh, the audiobook.
1: That's a great, great it book. It was a good one. Didn't she write Eat, Pray, Fuck Around the World? That's right. That's right. I, li- I just read a book by Dolores Cannon, and she uh, did past life regression therapy, and she started as a hypnotherapist. But part of her purpose was to help people release their fear around death, so she would hypnotize these people to a place in what is called the in between, like in between lives. And the sim, like you couldn't even tell that they were different subjects. They're all describing the same stuff in the same places, and it's like, wow. The more of these accounts that you read, and she did this for a really long time, the more you're like, oh yeah, like the how can it just makes so much sense, and I like that. I like you Know getting more on board because we're all gonna die, <laughs> yes, and you know, it is scary to me the idea of like eternal life is almost scarier than death because it's like that seems like eventually it'd get old, but does seem exhausting. But I, uh, Dolores Cannon is pretty great. I did like Tufty the Priestess very, very much by Vadim Zealand, mm-hmm. and um, and I. As you know, as everyone does, I recommend meditation. Oh, okay. I stare at a candle that I find helpful,
0: having something to look at. Yes. And do you do guided meditation with like an app or anything, or do you just do solo, sit and let it all wash over you? Thing.
1: I used to do those, and I would. Some I still, you know, haven't in a while, but I would. But that kind of helped me when I didn't know how to. Yeah, hated myself do it, right? so much I couldn't even sit with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But now I just kind of. Now you can do it. How long do you meditate for? Usually, like fifteen minutes. Okay. Okay. And, and then you at the do end it right yoga, in the morning. Yeah, I got my morning routine now. I write down my dreams in a dream journal. I walk. Well, at first I walk my dog because he's
0: dog. yelling at me,
1: yeah. and <laughs> very yeah. much wants to relieve himself. Mm-hmm. I walk my dog. I write down my dreams. I write in my journal, I drink coffee, I check my phone 50 times, and then I meditate.
0: Oh, there you go. Excellent. Specifically 50 times or just as an exaggeration?
1: Just as a, who knows how many
0: times. Right, right. And then so once you're done writing down everything, you have a little coffee, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to meditate. Yep. And then it, does it help you start your day better?
1: My days are always better. Like it helps right after. raise your vibrational set point. What's a book that's talking about vibration? Where'd you? A where, lot of these. I, yeah. Well, I have been outgrowing my YouTube spiritual teachers. Okay. You know, and then they <laughs> yeah. disappoint me. I met one of them at the goddamn Kava bar, and yeah, it, he's just so corny. And he asked me if I listened to his friend, and his friend, I don't enjoy his friends. YouTube channel and right. he wouldn't even let me finish the sentence. Where I was like, no, I don't. He doesn't resonate with me, which I think is an okay thing to say. He to a vibrational dude. Yeah. He interrupted me and he was like, he's my best friend. And I was like, you're corny.
0: Corny. And then he ordered a lot feel- of kava.
1: And I was like, what's the vibrational set point of kava? <laughs> <laughs> it felt, it uh, feels like, uh, yeah was really disappointing. More aggressive than,
0: uh, than uh, meditative. If uh,
1: I did like him for a while, but he's like, he's just reading a ton of books. I watched Gaia, which is like a consciousness expanding network. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a cable channel? Yeah, it's like an app for the TV. Oh, you could throw it to the TV. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. A little Chromecast or something? Um, or- it's
1: like in my, ro- it's in my TV. Oh, is it? Like, like Netflix and Roku? And- yes.
0: Okay. It's yes. called Gaia. Yeah. And it's just, it's just groovy. It's just uh, all this
1: consciousness expanding programming.
0: Interesting. I know there's a lot of money in it that people are like, they're, you know, because they'll, there's rocks to buy and there's cards to get and there's books to purchase. And you're just like, well, I know we're all there because they are trying to help, right? It's all just... We want you to be able to have a little bit of serenity and peace of mind. That's all everyone we're going for here. And we're good and, and a way to sort of process your own thoughts.
1: Yeah, people are trying to fulfill their life's purpose and people have kind of caught on to the idea that like when you're in service to others, which many other groups of people have kind of caught on to sure. it makes your life better. So is there any true altruism? Who knows?
0: Oh <laughs> right. It does it does break into the um altruism as an experience you know like i think in the it might even be in the torah not in the the new testament the where it says that you shouldn't pray publicly where you should or you should you should do your good works anonymously
1: like amelie amelie yeah
0: oh the t- the movie amelie yeah <laughs> yeah and it's but yeah because if you do it if you do it secretly then nobody knows that you're a good person and you're just doing it because it's a good, it's the right thing to do and it makes you, and it, I, I think that you get the, I mean, the payoff that everyone gets for being a decent person is besides, you know, you will feel good about yourself. And there, I don't think there's anything wrong about that. And then they say that if you want decent self-esteem, you have to do esteemable things.
1: hundred percent. I also highly recommend volunteering at a soup kitchen which is something that I do. Right here we have the Hollywood Food Coalition. Yeah. And I will admit that I don't feel comfortable serving people a meal. It just would make me, I think, too sad. But I go in and do the food prep. Oh, you do prep? I go in and you know, I made go so to Gallo the other day, I chop vegetables, I make fruit salad, I put sandwiches in bags. Okay.
0: So you're not you're not necessarily scooping food for folk. It's um I'm not there yet.
1: Right. In my own emotional state. I to just be feel able like to I'd look them in the eye. And- I just would feel so bad. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, I feel messed up about it. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, feel like you, I deserve to be one of them. It's and it's uh, like, how did I end up with my own apartment sober? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> there's still time <laughs>
1: to break it all. <laughs> there's still time know, to break I No, I could always, like, leave here and everything. find a friendly neighborhood meth dealer. Oh,
0: please don't.
1: It's...
0: Uh, <laughs> I, we went, uh, there's a restaurant that Andy and I'll walk to sometimes and we walked. As you walk closer to Sepulveda, there's, um, like I used to go for walks at like eight, like seven or eight in the morning and the hookers are still working. The, the prostitutes. And, um, I don't think I processed it. Andy and I were walking to a grocery, to a, to a restaurant over on Sepulveda from here and we passed the high school and then we, passed another block or two and then there were some condoms on the ground and i was like high school kids and andy goes you're adorable no uh this is uh this is prostitution and i said well i'm glad whoever is having sex here is using condoms because that uh, is the way uh you don't get sores all over your body i find it surprising people still work on the street when we have the internet I know well you know work is work you gotta you gotta
1: grind it out if you gotta grind it out so no no there's nothing wrong with sex work I just mean like it seems easier to just post an ad on the internet but I, I guess you know sometimes you need to work right now
0: yeah that's that's, that's a, the thing huh? that I think is what's happening there uh yeah so don't do that uh, Rebecca Rush please do not go forth into the world and uh, and I'd, I'd love that you're trying to do all the things you're doing Thanks yeah. Uh, Rangers, this has been a lovely episode of the Dork Forest. You know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around. My hat. my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Uh-uh. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we. You. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?